What's up, guys? Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, November 15th. Uh, we, as always, are presented by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Karcheski. I know I promised that Truman would be on the show. Uh, he's running late. I got to get the show done because we got some other stuff we have to do later in the day before the Packer game tonight. Um, so I got to get the show done at a certain time. He's running late. He's not dedicated to the grind like I am. Uh, so what we're going to do, I know he loves talking about football uh, as we all do so i think what i'm going to do is push football to the end of the show or like our week 11 picks and stuff like that um so that way give him a, a little bit more time for him to show up uh so we'll start with like basketball and baseball um because we got a lot of baseball today uh, and then we'll do uh a segment or two uh do an ad or two and then we'll see if he arrives by the time uh, we finish all that up so we can talk a little football so we're going to start with basketball like i said um, we started with basketball on the last show with Carmelo Anthony. That situation is still not resolved yet. Uh, we're still waiting here. Us Melo fans are still holding down the front lines, still waiting for uh, his next move. He hasn't been playing. He's been listed as sick the last couple of games for the Rockets. Um, they play the Warriors, I believe, tonight. Uh, doubt he'll be playing in that game. So I'm not so sure where we're going yet. I know a lot of NBA greats, a lot of NBA veterans have been chiming in, showing their support for Carmelo Anthony. And really, in this situation, um, what's something I've loved, you know, it's been a really rough situation for me and, of course, all the other Carmelo Anthony fans. And, of course, Carmelo Anthony. It's been a rough situation, rough time period for us, but we're staying strong. But what I've seen a lot, and it's something that I love, is we're seeing a lot of love and support for Carmelo Anthony on social media, on TV, everywhere you go. You know, there is some hate. I'm not going to lie. You know, there's a lot of people hating on Carmelo Anthony for saying how fast he declined, how fast his game went down, um, and which is shocking too. But again, a lot of it is love and support. You know, I've seen a lot of NBA players chime in, you know, give a retweet or two. I've seen a lot of you know NBA greats chime in, you know, Everybody else is voicing their support for Carmelo because what I think is really lost in the media nowadays, and everybody kind of assumes it. Everybody assumes Carmelo Anthony is a hated, you know, guy, somebody that nobody really wants on their team, but which is like completely false. There is like no, it's very hard to find any teammates that hate Carmelo Anthony. He's been he's played with a lot of guys over his NBA career, and majority of them, ninety to ninety-five percent love the guy and they you know would go to war for him every single day you know you saw he left uh russell westbrook and paul george um in oklahoma city and uh you know when he came back and they played against each other you know they were hugging they were talking they were laughing so it's really shown that carmel anthony is is like one of the most well-respected players in the game today and the fact that he's disrespected like this by the media who hasn't really even been around him uh is sad you know and i saw like the story uh, i know a lot of people were tagging me in it i saw it i read it um where after the game um where he went one for 11 we don't talk about that but uh he did go one for 11 in, in a nationally televised game this year i watched it it was disgusting the oklahoma city game um but it was just a bad performance from him. Everybody has bad performances night in and night out. You know, you see NBA superstars struggle every now and then. Um, you see LeBron struggles every now and then. So going one for eleven is bad, but it's an outlier. It's a uh, it's a uh, fake game. You know, you don't you can't trust it. It's not a stat you can trust. He does it four hundred times uh, in his career. Then yeah, we trust it. But he did it one time. Um, but I saw the story where uh, after that game, all he did was sit in the corner of the locker room and just stared for 10 minutes. Didn't even talk to anybody. Didn't look at his phone. He was just staring into the abyss for 10 minutes, which I mean, we've all been there. 
you got to give the guy credit. Um, it's not easy shooting one for 11 and then sitting uh, back in the locker room, nationally televised game. It's not easy to mentally come back from that. So sometimes you just got to sit by yourself and just think, you know, what the hell just happened? You got to sit there for, you know, five to ten minutes. And then he packed up his stuff and he left and he didn't say anything. And granted, you know, obviously these the Thunder were a team he played for last year, so he probably should have, you know, hung out with them a little bit. But you have one for eleven. I'm not gonna I'm not going to uh get mad at him for what he did. He did what he did and uh I respect it. I respect that he didn't, you know, blow up in front of national media. He understood he played bad. So what did he do? He just went to the locker room, collected his thoughts left that's all he had to do that's all he, uh, we wanted him to do as mellow fans just just collect your thoughts we'll move on thankfully the rockets though uh decided to move on from him and we're still waiting on his next move uh from here on out um but i'm sure like i said if he really was that bad i'm sure teams wouldn't be that interested but i've heard four to five four to five teams you know are calling for his services so we'll see what happens with carmelo anthony as the season goes but we got other basketball news to get into i'll admit it on thir- tuesday's show um, I didn't follow, I didn't have basketball as well prepared as I thought. Um, I should have went, dove a little bit more into the storylines a little bit. Um, but with the NBA, you know, you're starting to kick it up this right now. Uh, this time of year, you're starting to kick up the, the drama, the pettiness of the NBA. You're starting to see that sort of come to fruition a little bit more. Um, and it came back in a big way. Uh, it usually just starts slow, you know, a couple tweets here and there, some guys, you know, saying they want to leave, they're sick of this place, asking for trades, whatever. But the NBA this season, it started off with a bang. You got to give them credit. Just the drama uh, that has been going on the last couple of weeks and the last couple of days has just been off the charts. And I'm, let me tell you something, as a sports fan, um, as an NFL fan, exactly, um, it's, it's, it's fun to see because you're starting to see the NBA sort of implode on itself a little bit. Um, this early into the season, it's just going to make for some pretty exciting storylines come February um, and March, whatever, and then the late spring. Because usually you don't see these type of things early on. But we'll start with probably the most exciting news for fans of other NBA franchises who have a shot at winning the uh, championship this year. And that is the Golden State Warriors drama that has been going on the last couple of uh, days here. Um, Like I said, it started to come out on Tuesday, um, but I didn't uh, really pick up on it enough uh, as I should have. And then obviously we don't do Wednesday, so it kind of blossomed a little bit more than what I wanted it to because I wanted to talk about it. So we'll get some ch- we'll get some time to talk about it right now. Um, so basically, as everybody kind of knows, uh, the game versus the, I can't remember, I think it was the Clippers is who they were playing. Uh, Draymond Green uh, picked up the rebound. There was It was tied 126 to 126, I believe. Draymond Green dribbled down the court. He had a wide open pass to Kevin Durant. Um, but for some reason, Kevin Durant... Didn't get that ball, uh, and Draymond Green tried to take the last shot. He ended up bouncing it off his foot, uh, and it just all went to shit. And next thing you know, the Warriors went to overtime. I, I can't remember if they won that game or lost that game, because um, that actually would make a huge difference in terms of how petty uh, this was. I'm, I'm assuming, I'm checking right now, I'm assuming they lost that game because of uh, just how petty and how much drama came out of it. But again, I'm not so sure. Um, oh, geez, what night was that? Um, oh, they lost that game. Okay, they lost 121 to 116. Uh, so this was really uh, not a great game for them. Like, the Clippers aren't the best team in the world. You know, they're 8-5, and five, but still, they aren't 
you know, any world beaters. They shouldn't be beating the Warriors or an NBA champion caliber team like the Warriors. So uh, after the game, I guess Kevin Durant uh, and Draymond Green got into a little bit of a discussion in the locker room. Uh, a little bit more than a discussion, though. It turned into a full-fledged fight. Um, not physical at all, but verbal. Um, Durant was screaming. Draymond Green was calling Durant out, saying, you know, he's going to leave. You know, you're going to leave soon, so why do I care about you type of thing. Uh, it really became really petty. But that's just the NBA in a nutshell. Um, I know people were using this, and then, you know, then Draymond Green went on to get suspended for the next game. Um and I think it's kind of resolved now. We're, we're Thursday here now. Jeremy Green's already talked about it, saying, you know, it's just something that happens every now and then between, you know, guys in a locker room. Um, and he really doesn't care what Kevin Durant decides to do. He understands that this is a business, and he understands that, you know, whatever Clay, Steph, or Durant decides to do, that's their decision. Um, I know a lot of people were excited about this, looking at this as, you know, kind of the start of the, uh, the uh, Warriors falling a little bit you know i know everybody expects him to win the championship this year but this is a start of them you know slowly starting to decline um but it's not going to happen they're going to win the championship again this year they're the best team in the league when they get to marcus cousins back that's just going to add to that um and whatever they set they decide to do next year is what they decide to do and if kevin durant leaves uh you know he got three rings there and then that's the end of it you know this dynasty is not going to last forever i think everybody knows that um i'm surprised they've kept it up as long as they have i think steve kerr has done a phenomenal job of keeping all these guys you know under wraps as best as he could um and it's it breaks out a little bit because it is difficult to control these big personalities but at the end of the day um they're still winning games. They're still winning championships. They're, you know, they've won three out of the last four. Uh, so you really can't knock them for that. You know, it. I get it. It's going to happen every now and then. Guys are going to fight. You know, you look at the Cavs situation. The Cavs last year and LeBron's entire tenure with the Cavs, his second time around, was just always constant petty fights and stuff like this. It never got like this, but honestly, I'd rather have this than a, you know, a petty little fight with LeBron posting memes online. You know, I'd rather have one big blowout than the guys sit down and they talk it out. Uh, everybody gets their frustrations out than to have a whole season of guys throwing soup at each other, posting stuff online and just really creating more of a culture of, um, you know, hate. But now, you know, they just they just got it all out in the line. That's what brothers have to do sometimes. Every time you know something happens, you got to fight. Me and Truman do that all the time. Um, you, know, you just fight it out, uh, and then you make up at the end. And it really works better than just holding it in. So I'm kind of glad they did this, and I think it's going to help them uh, grow a little bit as a team. You know, I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but uh, it's something that uh, I think is good for the Warriors in the long term. You know, a lot of people look at this as you know this is bad for the Warriors uh, and they're going to start to fall. But I think this is good for them at the end of the day uh, to really just voice all of their opinions and just get everything out in the open, um, and so they can move forward. So that's where we're at right now. Last thing on the NBA news: LeBron James passed Wilt Chamberlain. He moves to fifth all time on the NBA scoring list. Um, what he do? So Chamberlain scored. So he's about 7,000 points away, a little bit less from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time record. Uh, you know, if he, I doubt he beats that. That would be extremely difficult to beat. Um, but if LeBron's still playing well, he's still playing at an MVP level. Um, so he's got five to six more years. You know, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, it's certainly possible for him to break that record, which would be insane. Because I was 
before you know uh, LeBron really started to come on, you know I always thought you know this was an unbeatable type of record for Kareem. Um, this was an unbeatable record for anybody. Sorry, uh, but again, LeBron, it's LeBron. Uh, he's just gonna keep doing it, and uh, you know I, I'm pro- I'm happy for him. I don't like LeBron. I hate his guts. Uh, and obviously he's got a jump on all these guys by not going to college. I'm not hating on him for not going to college, but he does have a jump on everybody because he didn't go to college. You know, Kareem went to college, uh, stuff like that. Michael Jordan went to college. So uh, if he breaks it, cool, but he's, he did have an extra year or two than the other guys. So we always got to put that little disclaimer out there if he ever does break it. But we're going to talk about baseball now. Uh, we got a couple uh, free agents we want to talk about, free agent destinations. Uh, then we're going to do some manager of the year. That Those results came out, and then the Cy Young uh, came out as well. And MVP comes out tonight, so sadly we won't get to talk about that, but we will on um, Tuesday's show. Uh, so we'll start with the free agent destinations. Uh, we're going to do two guys today, Michael Brantley and Dallas Keuchel. Uh, so Michael Brantley... He's a little bit, he's older, I'd say he's early 30s, uh, I can't really remember his age, I think he's early 30s, I'll check that while we're talking here, uh, but Michael Brantley is, uh, was the outfielder for the Indians last year, because most of us are Indians fans, especially everybody who's listening knows that I'm an Indians fan, um, and he had a pretty good year last year, uh, with his, checking his stats, I can check his I'm gonna check his stats here for a second, he's 31, so like I said, he's not that old, um, and he actually had a pretty decent year last year. Uh, he hit 309. He hit uh, where's his home runs? I don't know. He hit three. He hit 309. So he had a pretty consistent average. He's been a pretty consistent hitter uh, over his years in the MLB. Uh, he's been an All Star a couple times. Uh, the only problem with uh, Michael Brantley the last couple of years has been his health. Um, he played a pretty full season last year, so that was exciting, especially for Indians fans who are worried about his health. He played a full year last year, um, and he did uh, play well, like I said. Uh, he earned a all-star spot, uh, so he is a hot name. The Indians decided to decline his $17 million option. I'm probably butchering those numbers, but $17 million option they decided to decline Uh for him, uh, he's going to enter free agency. Uh, I don't think Indians declining his option means anything. I think they just want to get him on a better deal. Uh, so I think he does end up back with the Indians. I don't think that changes all that much. Um, Michael Brantley's a fan favorite. He's been with the Indians his entire career. I highly doubt that uh, he is going to leave. Um, if he does, it would shock me. I mean, the Indians need consistency in the outfield. Uh, and they need... Uh, you know, consistent hitters in the lineup, and Michael Brantley has been that. He wasn't great in the playoffs, but he was a uh, a pretty good uh, hitter for us all year, and I think he changes that around in the playoffs this year uh, when we make it. So I think he ends up back with the Indians. I don't think that changes at all. I think they got the money to spend, uh, and I think getting rid of a fan favorite who is still producing would be a bad decision for the ownership, and it would lead to a lot of hate among the fans Um uh, so I don't think pissing off a fan base that is already kind of pissed off by the shit show that you put out there in the playoffs this year uh, wouldn't be a good idea for upper management. So hopefully the Indians, you know, they make the right move and they go ahead and they uh, um, sign Michael Brantley back to a couple-year deal. Not a, not a crazy five- to six-year, like maybe like a two- to three-year deal with an option maybe um, would be smart for them. So next guy I want to talk about is Dallas Keuchel. Uh, Keuchel had a pretty... 
decent year for the Astros last year. Um, he wasn't as dominant as he once was. Obviously, he kind of became that third guy in that rotation when he was used to being the ace. Um, so he, he kind of fell off just a tiny bit. Because, uh, like I said, he, Verlander and Cole are the two aces in that rotation, or the one and two guys in that rotation. Um, so he kind of had a little bit of a down year just because he had to be the third guy. And also with age, I mean, he's been in the league for a couple years now. Um, but he did pitch, you know, the most games he's ever pitched in a game. He pitched 34, which is a, a, a career high. Um, but his ERA, you know, is 3.74, which was the highest it's been uh, in a long time. Uh, he's used to mostly sub-3 ERAs. But again, he had a rough year last year. Um, but he did have a 12-11 and 11 record. Um, so it was not terrible. Uh, he is still going to command a lot of interest in the open market this year. Um, so wherever he goes, you know, I know the Astros would love to have him back because I know they, without um, McCullers in that lineup, and it's just going to be, you know, Verlander and Cole at the top, then that rotation takes this pretty steep decline after the one and two guys. Uh, so I know they would love to have Keiko back to be that third guy. Um, so that way they could, you know, kind of work the rotation around him a little bit better. Um, but I think he leaves. I think he's kind of tired of being uh, the third guy. I think he kind of wants to, wants to get back to being that ace. Um, so there's a lot of teams right now that have a lot of interest in somebody like that. He is going to be the number one starting pitcher this year. Because, again, he didn't have a great year last year. But Dallas Keuchel's um, bad year uh, is a good year for other teams. So I could see a team like you know the Cubs going after him or the Yankees. You know, Two, guy, two teams that like to spend a lot. Um, the Yankees do need a lot of starting pitching. Um, because they are going to be losing a couple guys, uh, and they really didn't have the starting pitching last year to compete with the Red Sox in the playoffs, go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them. Um, but again, I could see the Brewers, they need some pitching. Uh, you know, Keuchel could be the ace for them. They kind of need a ace. They, they got pretty far, but again, when you go to the playoffs and you go that far, you need an ace to kind of be the, uh, the glue that holds your team together a little bit. Um, so I could see him going there. Uh, you know, he's a big name guy. He's been in big, big moments. He's pitched in some amazing games. He's pitched some amazing starts in some amazingly big games. Uh, so I could see him going anywhere, really. Any playoff team that needs a pitcher, you know, the Cubs, the Brewers, um, the uh, Yankees, like I said, those are probably the three biggest teams right now. And then the Astros always. He has that connection to home. If he doesn't want to leave, uh, he can always stay there. And, you know, he's a fan favorite there. With the, uh, He's been there for a long time. And, uh, you know, he's going to command a lot of money, I think, on the open market. Uh, not as much as he would have a couple years ago, but he will command a hefty penny uh, as the season, as the offseason progresses here because teams are looking for that starting pitching. And once, you know, I think Evaldi will be the first one to get signed because he has a lot of hype around him right now. Uh, and then we'll go Keuchel, and then slowly you'll start to see uh, other guys getting picked up, and next thing you know, people are scraping the bottom of the barrel for starting pitching, especially lefty starting pitching, which is very rare to find. Which is why I think the Indians should go after him if they trade away Kluber, uh, because they have Indians haven't had a good lefty starting pitcher since God knows when I can't even remember. Uh, so that's where I'm going there. So Michael Brantley, I think he returns to the Indians, and then Dallas Keuchel, I think he goes to like the Yankees, um, or he stays with Houston, one of the two. So the NBA, NBA, MLB awards are starting to come out this week. This is the big week for that. Every night, a new award gets announced. Last last night, it was the manager, or two nights ago, it was the manager of the year, uh, Brian Snicker. Won it for the Braves, probably the best name out of any manager in the league. Uh, Snicker, Snitaker. Um, sorry. 
So like I said, this is his first year um, with the uh, Braves, and you know, surprisingly, he led them to an NL East title. They went 90 and 72, um, and they were really close um, to being, you know, in that really playoff uh, run. You know, I know they got bounced out by the Dodgers. They didn't really look ready, but they played well. They played extremely well, and you got to give Snitaker the, the credit for that. He deserved this. Um, I know. I know uh, there was a couple other people who wanted, you know, Craig Council to get it. But again, Snicker, Snitaker was the better uh, pick. He is the better manager than Craig Council. Uh, and that's clear because um, the Braves just simply weren't ready. To, it looked like it before the season. They weren't ready to make a run for the playoffs. Uh, and they did it this year. And this team is going to be good for a really long time. They got a good manager. They got a solid young core. Um, and it's, the Braves are just going to be a really fun team to watch as the. Uh, as the you know next season progresses and then a couple other years down the line, uh, they're going to be good for a pretty uh, good amount of time. So then we'll go to the AL with Bob Melvin with the A's. He won the Manager of the Year. He was the Manager of the season. I think anybody would agree with me. You know they finished ninety eight and sixty four. Um, they got a postseason berth. You know nobody expected the Oakland Athletics to be there. Um, you know the last couple of years it's been pretty mediocre for them. Um, they've just been trading away a lot of talent. You know, they've been sellers at the deadline. They traded away, you know, guys like Sonny Gray, Cespedes, um, and some other uh, some other names. Um, but this year they've kind of they kind of turned it around. I think Bel- Bob Melvin was really the uh, the leader of that and kind of the main reason as to how they turned it around. Um, he really was uh, doing a great job this year. He developed a lot of young talent with Olsen uh, and Chapman, who's my favorite player outside of the athletics, outside of the Indians. Um and really, you took a team with no starting pitching at all, except Manaya, who got hurt. Um, so you take him out of the equation. He took a team that really had no starting pitching, um, and he took them to the playoffs. Uh, no, obviously, they didn't go very far. But again, a team who was that mediocre, nobody expected the Athletics to be there. Uh, to make a postseason run is pretty pretty impressive. Uh, so you got to give Bob Melvin credit for that. So then the Cy Youngs came out last night, uh, and obviously DeGrom won it in the NL. Jacob DeGrom had probably the most dominant year of any pitcher that I've ever seen, and sadly it didn't get talked about as much just because of the fact that he uh, was playing for the Mets. You know, he posted a 1.7 ERA across 32 starts, 269 strikeouts, the 1.7 ERA across 32 starts is just disgustingly good. It is scary to watch i know i saw i read some of those stats on a couple of shows ago uh where some of his you know outrageous uh stats you know there was like something where half of his starts he lost he posted a 10 and 9 record and like most of those starts uh were basically just because he lost because the a's the A's, the Mets cannot score at all um most of those starts were one run games and if he would have gotten like four runs of support in every single start, he would have been undefeated. Um, he would have been like 32 and 0, and that's just insane. So sadly, the ground didn't get enough credit for this season just because of how bad the Mets were. But he was truly dominant, truly the only star on a team that was just trash the entire year. And then you go to the AL with Blake Snell. Blake Snell won the Cy Young. Uh, Verlander came in second, and Kluber came in third. Uh, Bauer came in fifth place, I believe. Um, but, I mean, that was the bold prediction of the year. Uh, to say 
uh, Trevor Bauer would be a Cy Young candidate. Uh, early on was bold and actually came true. Um, if he wouldn't have gotten hurt, I think he would have won the Cy Young. Uh, Blake Snell was, wasn't was even an all-star at first, uh, but he ended up turning it around, and he had a fantastic year. You know, Obviously, he's one of those lefties uh, that are just deadly. Uh, 21 and 5, 1.9 ERA across 31 starts, and you know obviously he had a DL stint as well, um, but it was shorter than Trevor Bowers, who missed about two months, close to it with a broken leg. Um, but Snell has been one of these guys who, you know, coming into uh, his start in the majors, he was, he had a lot of hype around him. Uh, and people were really excited to watch him play, and it started slow. You know, it took him a couple years to really get his feet under him, um, and he's just another one of those guys that you know, it's just a story of don't give up on you know players like this, you know, that don't show out right away because it takes time to adjust to the major leagues. Um, and Snell has done that, and he's done that in a big way. Uh, so you got to give him credit, and I'm excited for him to win the the Cy Young. If it wasn't him, uh, if it wasn't Kluber or Bauer, or Carrasco, it should have been Snell. Uh, He's probably my favorite pitcher outside of the Indians um, in the AL. So that's it for baseball. Like I said, MVP will be tonight. Uh, we won't get to talk about that, but we will talk about it on Tuesday's show. But we are going to do some ads now before we get to a segment, and then we'll do some football. So we're going to start with A's Lawn Service. Like I said, since 2014, A's has been providing professional landscaping to many homes around Northeast Ohio. By using professional equipment, A's constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price. Turn to A's for all your landscaping in your home needs and your lawn when your home will never look better. Trust A's uh, for everything and you will not be disappointed. Uh, it's getting to be winter right now. The leaves all over the lawn. Uh, it's a wet, cold, rainy day outside today. Uh, don't be out there doing your lawn work. Spend your time inside around a fire uh, getting ready for the holidays. Trust A's for all your landscaping needs and you will not be disappointed. The phone number is 330-241-2392. Again, 330-241-2392. And the email is lawnservice.as at gmail.com. A's Lawn Service LLC. You grow it, we cut it. So I know the Jalen Ramsey segment we did a couple weeks ago got a lot of heat. Um, I get a little bit of heat every now and then about it, about how I could catch 10-plus footballs going against Jalen Ramsey one-on-one uh, -on -one 100 times in a row. Um so we have a little bit of another one of these, um, and it was how many points could I score if I started an actual NBA game? Now this is a little bit harder to uh, um, say, a little bit harder to answer, um, because there's so much that could go into this. You know, what team am I on? What kind of teammates do I have? Who am I playing? Um, so we'll break it down a little bit to make it a little bit easier. Um, we'll start with what team I'm on. I'm going to say I'm on a decent team. Somebody that, do that doesn't have like a straight superstar. Um, a team like, uh, let me think here. What's a team that doesn't really have a superstar but is decent? Like maybe the Kings? Uh, I mean, that would be a good choice. The Knicks right now without Porzingis. Uh, yeah, we'll say... Um, the Knicks. We'll say the Knicks because the Knicks don't really have anybody right now without Porzingis. So we'll go Knicks. I'm on. I'm starting point guard for the Knicks. I play point guard. I'm a floor general. Um, who would I be playing? I think I'd have to play a bad team. We'll do bad team because if I play a team against like the Warriors or something like that, I don't think I'd do much. Um, but we'll say a bad team. So we'll say uh, 
the Cavs. So we're going Knicks versus Cavs. Uh, so my team, that's obviously a game the Knicks should win on their own. But with me starting point guard, how would that change? Uh, again, I'm, I'm a point guard. I already said that. I am a floor general. I'm not the best scorer in the world, but I do have a great floor vision. I'm like Chris Paul. I can see uh, moves. I can see passes, you know, 15, 20 seconds uh, before they happen, you know. Uh, I'm that good. Uh, again, I'm short. Um, I'm not sure. I'm 5'10". I'm not NBA height. Uh, you know, I'm more of a Steve Nash type of point guard. Uh, my passes are pretty insane. But again, I can do a little bit more scoring than Steve Nash. Um, and here's the thing. I didn't play basketball in my end. I played about, um, in terms of organizational basketball, I played about two camps worth of organizational basketball. I went to those little basketball camps back in the day. Um, so I never played organizational but i always play you know everybody every guy plays you know pickup hoops um so i do that uh pretty regularly um so like i said i'm not the best uh basketball i never really played organizationally so that's the thing coming out this would be a game where i'd have to start and then they have to let me finish because i think i get taken out pretty quickly um just due to the fact that i don't know the plays uh and stuff like that um but in terms of just playing five on five ball i do pretty well i think i'd be able to stay in there and this would they would have to leave me in the entire game i'd get gassed i realize that um but to really get the amount of points this is me playing an entire nba game that's why we're starting i probably wouldn't be a starter you know i'm not I'm not going to say I'm that good. I probably would come off the bench. Um, but if I were to start, that's the question if I were to start. Um, the thing is, coming out of it, I would just try to get hot right away. Uh, I'd probably, you know, start it off. And, you know, I'm the point guard. They give the ball to me at tip after the tip. And I would just go down and I'd shoot a three. And if I drain that three, it's over. I'm scoring 15 points in, in the entire game. I'm just going to score 15 because I'm just going to jack up threes. Every now and then I get an open shot, I'm just going to shoot it. And then once they realize that, they'll probably start to guard me a little bit more. Um, so then we'll just pass it. Um, and I probably end up with about 10 assists. So I'm saying 15 and 10. Uh, I wouldn't get many rebounds. I probably wouldn't get any. Um, and I probably let up a lot of points because my defense isn't fantastic. It's not complete shit. Um, but it's not, you know, it doesn't have the... Uh, the potency to defend an NBA starter, NBA player right now. Um, so I wouldn't do great there. But again, I just, every time I get an open shot, I'd shoot it. Um, and I'd like to think that I'd be shooting, you know, 15 times a game. And I'd like to think at least some of those would go in. Uh, so I'm saying 10 to 15 points. Um, just because of the fact that I'm a floor general, that would kind of take away my potency in terms of scoring. Now, if I were to, if they were to say, you know, Travis, we're going to see what you can do here uh, in terms of scoring. I would probably practice a lot and I would get ready to roll in terms of just pure shooting. But again, they probably wouldn't do that and they probably just want me to run my game, which is floor general type of thing. Um, but again, just because I'm a floor general doesn't mean I can't play ball one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, so then you had a guy like Dominic Drockton coming to me and saying I couldn't beat him one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, so then I stepped it up and said, all right, let's do full court. So now we're going to be playing a one-on-one -on -one full court game for $50 over Christmas break. So stay tuned to that. But again, like I said, Final answer, if I were to start an NBA game for like the Knicks, I'd score 15 points. Again, I'm a floor general, so I'd probably end up with 15 and 10 uh, and no rebounds. I'm not going to be you know that confident right now. But again, I come into this like I come into the Jalen Ramsey thing, confident as hell, ready to roll, uh, and I'd throw my body around, and I think I'd be able to do 15 and 10 pretty easily. But 
nobody believes me, they can come and get this work anytime they want. But that's it for uh, segments. We're going to talk about football now. Truman is here, so we're going to bring him in. Uh, it's going to sound a little different because we're going to switch devices to record on. But we'll do our ad for Dom's and D's Home Cuts. Like I said, D's Home Cuts has presented our show since the beginning. They've been there since the beginning. Uh, he started this haircut place right around the time we started doing this podcast. Uh, so $7, D's Home Cuts will provide you with a modern haircut and styling. Truman and I and about 95% of our guests have gotten their haircuts there and we have never looked or felt better. I mean, all I really got to say is $7 and every single guest we've ever had and me and Truman, we use it ourselves. Um, and you really should check it out. Like I said, go on his Instagram, D's Home Cuts, DM him for an appointment or set it up directly in his bio. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. We both got our come up at the same time. He started these home cuts around the same time we started this podcast. He's been supporting us ever since, and we support him every chance we get. So go ahead and give him a check uh, on his Instagram at D's Home Cuts. D's Home Cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So we're going to switch now to Truman and do some football. All right, we're doing NFL game picks. Week 10, week 11, uh, we got the first game, Green Bay and Seattle tonight. Uh, we got Truman back here. How's it going? He was a little late showing up today, but... Uh, roads were bad. Roads were bad. He took the back roads home when he could have took the main highway home, which is a little... A smooth ride back roads. Yeah, I guess. Um, but we're going to start with Green Bay and Seattle uh, tonight. Um, so Green Bay uh, is going to Seattle for the first time since uh, the, fa- the Basta kick, whatever. Uh, Seattle is... Are we favored? No, so minus three. minus three. Okay, so we are favored minus three. The over set at forty nine. Uh, we're both picking the Packers here, though, right? Yeah, I don't. Pick and then we don't. Them. We don't pick against them. It'll so. be tough, but um, but it's the type of season, uh, time of the season where Aaron Rodgers puts the team on his back. Uh, past three seasons where he played, excluding last season because he was hurt, um, he's been weeks eleven through seventeen uh, undefeated uh, with a. Touchdown interception ratio of 18 to 3. So this is Aaron Rodgers' time to shine. Uh, people are saying he's struggling, but once again, his touchdown inter- interception ratio this season is 17 to just 1. Um, so I think Green Bay is going to have a nice night tonight, but it's going to be a tough game. Um, both teams are really fighting to uh, stay alive. All right. Um, let's go to Sunday. Dallas and Atlanta. It's at Atlanta, like I said. Um, Atlanta is coming off a pretty disgusting loss versus the Browns. They're looking for a little bit of revenge. Um, sorry, Bella's climbing around. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Atlanta here. I think Atlanta's better than Dallas. I think Dallas isn't that good. Um, I think they got lucky versus a bad Philadelphia team. Um, and I think Atlanta's going to bounce back here at home uh, after a pretty bad loss versus the Browns. Yeah, I'm going to take Atlanta as well uh, at home. It's a tough place to play. I just don't think they're going to... I don't think Dallas is going to put two very good performances back-to-back because they seem to have trouble with that. Uh, and I think Atlanta's still got some talent on the team, so I'm going to go Atlanta. All right, next game, Cincinnati and Baltimore. Uh, it's at Baltimore, like I said. John Harbaugh, rumors of him being fired. Uh, Marvin Lewis, there's always rumors of him being fired. So both coaches, I guess you could say, are coaching for their job. Uh, both teams have been on a pretty bad last couple of weeks, you know, with the Bengals. Uh, they've lost, they lost last week versus the Saints, and the Ravens have lost three straight. So both teams are looking for a win. You know, hungry dogs run faster. Uh, so it's going to be a pretty 
bruiser type of game. Both teams are desperate for a win. Uh, I'm taking Cincinnati here. I don't think Baltimore is that good anymore. Uh, Lamar Jackson's probably going to be starting this game or RG3, one of the two. Uh, if Lamar Jackson could have some sort of you know crazy type of performance, sort of debut, uh, then I think they'll win. I don't think RG if RG3 starts this game, they have no shot of winning at all. Yeah, I'm going to go Cincinnati. I still kind of like Cincinnati, uh, even though they've had some rough performances in the past few weeks. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Cincinnati because I don't believe in Lamar Jackson. Um, you don't, I don't think Lamar Jackson could have a... No, I don't think so. I mean, he struggled in the preseason. Um, I picked him up in fantasy. Uh, Marvin Lewis, you know, uh, you, what's your quarterbacks in fantasy? Jared Goff, you ever heard of him? He's an MVP candidate. Yeah, you have been. You started uh, what's-his-face last week. Nick Mullins, yeah, yeah he's pretty good. Um, so I, I don't believe in Lamar Jackson at all. Uh, Marvin Lewis's defense has struggled. Uh, it was Terrell Austin. They fired him, but now it's Marvin Lewis uh, making the calls for the defense. And you know, Cincinnati's had a rough defensive year, but I still think they've got some talent. I think Marvin Lewis is a clever defensive mind, even though he shouldn't be the head coach there anymore. So if it is Lamar Jackson, they'll confuse him, and I think the Bengals will win. Well, if it's RG three, there are no chance in hell. No. Okay. Carolina and Detroit. Uh, Carolina's favored by four and a half here. Um, I'm taking Carolina. I think Detroit has been, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago I picked them as kind of the surprise team. You know, they've started to put together a couple nice wins, but they've completely crapped on that. Uh, so I'm taking Carolina here. I think Carolina's the better team uh, by far. They'll bounce back after that ugly loss versus the Steelers on Thursday night. Yeah, uh, you said it. They had an ugly loss Thursday night, so they, they're coming off a week and a half of rest. Uh, you know, Detroit, never like Detroit, and they're struggling right now this season. So I'm going to go Carolina. Um, I like them in the Dome, and uh, so that's who I'm going to pick. Tennessee at Indianapolis. I'm taking Tennessee. Uh, they're the better team. They've been the better team all year uh, versus the Colts. The Colts had a pretty nice win last week versus the Jaguars, who are struggling. Um, this could be an interesting game because Tennessee always plays to the level of their competition. Uh, and with a big win over the Patriots last week, they could slowly uh, take that to their head a little bit um, and fail here versus the Colts here. Um, but I think Vrabel will get them coached up, and I think Tennessee will win. I like the Colts. Um They've had um, one of the best offensive line performances this year, uh, which is crazy to say for Colts, um, who've struggled there for years. Uh, you know, they got a run game now. Uh, Andrew Luck's coming back. You know, he still looks like that franchise quarterback. Uh, their defense has played well the past few weeks. I like the Colts. Um, it's in Indianapolis. Tennessee, I'm not sold on them yet. Yeah, that was a huge one over the Patriots. Uh, but as Travis said, they always play to their opponents. And this just seems like one of their typical Titan letdown games. So I'm going to go Colts. All right, Tampa Bay versus the Giants. Two powerhouse teams going at it here. Uh, Fitzpatrick versus Eli. Uh, I'm taking Tampa Bay. Uh, I think Tampa Bay is the better team. Uh, last week, Dirk Cutter took over the play calling, uh, which was surprising because Tampa Bay was averaging about 28 points a game uh, before that. So I don't know why Dirk Cutter decided to take over play calling from their offensive coordinator. Um, and then last week, they ended up with like 450 yards and only three points. 503. Uh, 503 yards and, zero po and three points. Um, so I'm taking Tampa Bay here because I think Dirk Cutter gives it back to the offensive coordinator. And then the Giants, it's just a mess. Uh, I'm picking the Giants. Uh, I think the I think the Buccaneers have a horrible secondary. Uh, so I think Odell, uh, Shepard, Ingram, some still some talent in that wide receiver core for the Giants. I think they're going to have a big day. 
Uh, they're at home. I know Eli hasn't played like Eli, uh, but they're coming off a win. I think the Giants are going to win this game, um, and I'm just I just don't think the Buccaneers are a good team anymore. You don't think they're they better than the season. Giants? I think no. The Giants are like the worst team in the league. Yeah, but you're picking Buccaneers. It's not like the Buccaneers are worlds better than them. Yeah, they are. Houston at Washington. So Washington's interesting. They haven't, every single game they've played in this year, there hasn't been one single lead change. Do you not? No, I didn't. So it was whatever happens here, whoever scores first usually is who wins versus the Redskins. Houston, though, has won what? Five straight. Um, we'll check real quick. Six straight, actually. Houston's been one of the hottest teams. They got Demarius Thomas. Uh, I'm taking Houston here. I think they score first, and they hold the lead the entire game. Uh, I like the Redskins. I like Alex Smith. It's at home. Um, I think they're gonna definitely come. Away. I think they're gonna come away with that division, even though I'm not sold on kicking the Eagles out right away. Uh, so I'm gonna go Washington just because you know I like Alex Smith and I like the way they're playing right now. All right, what are we doing next game? Pittsburgh at Jacksonville rematch from the playoffs. Pittsburgh's way better than Jacksonville. Jacksonville has completely disappointed me this season. Uh, so I'm taking Pittsburgh here. I think Jacksonville's struggles continue. Uh, I'm going to go Pittsburgh, but this could be a trap game for them. Um, you know, just down in Jacksonville, Pittsburgh always seems to, you know, have these games where they play bad against uh, rough, bad opponents. Uh, so I'm going to go Pittsburgh, but I could definitely see Jacksonville winning that game. All right, next game, Oakland uh, at Arizona. I'm taking Arizona. I will not pick the Oakland Raiders in any single game this year. I think they're the worst team in the league right now. Uh, John Gruden has been an absolute tragedy for them, uh, and I think that continues Arizona here. Um, I'm going to go Oakland. Uh, I'm completely hitting the bus button on Rosen. Um, Why? He has no talent. And yeah, you're damn right. He has no talent. He's, why are you him. saying he's a bust? He has no talent in him. He's because he, um, he does. I just think that I don't know. I just don't like the Cardinals. Uh, oh yeah, this just, is his seventh start. Yeah, you're putting a bust, bust on somebody like yeah. that. All right, seventh start. So Sam Darnold too. You putting a bust no. on him? He's played good. He showed flashes. <laughs> so uh, is Rosen. Yeah. Rosen's led game-winning drives. Darnold hasn't done that. When's his game-winning drives? A couple weeks ago. Uh, so I'm going to go Oakland um, and pick Derek Carr. I think they'll finally get a win. They played well against the Chiefs last week, too. Great. They lost. Oh, I fucking can't remember his game-winning drive. Uh, but then Denver at uh, the Chargers. All right, we're going to put that in the vault, though. Truman said Rosen's a bust uh, about seven weeks into his NFL career. So we're putting that in the vault. Uh, Denver at the Chargers. Denver's trash. Chargers are good. I'm taking the Chargers here at home. Uh, I'm taking the Chargers as well. I think the Chargers are really good, and I think they're a sleeper team in the AFC. Uh, Philadelphia at New Orleans. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, before the season started, this would have been a good game, but not anymore. Uh, eight and a half point favorites for the Saints. I'm taking the Saints. They've put up 50 points last week. They got Brandon Marshall who's playing this week. Going to be fun to watch. I'm um, taking uh, the Saints here. Um, I'm taking the Saints as well, but, you know, I, I'm i not sold on people just absolutely calling the Eagles trash. Uh you know, I, think I think they're good and bench Wentz, might as well. Right? I think they're having a Super Bowl hangover, which is you know it's typical. Uh, but I'm gonna go Saints because they seem to be the hottest team in the league right now uh, and hitting on all cylinders. But uh, don't sleep on the Eagles just yet. All right, Minnesota at Chicago, uh, pretty big game for NFC North, uh, the NFC North title here. Uh, I hope Minnesota wins. That's who I'm rooting for here. Um, sadly, so I'm gonna take Minnesota here. I don't think Chicago has played. Any good teams this year or beating any good teams this year. Uh, and this is going to be a real challenge for them, so I'm taking Minnesota here. 
Uh, I'm still not sold on either team, um, as you probably could guess. Uh, but, you know, Chicago's, you know, they've got some talent on the defense, and Trubisky's played well, but I'm not I'm not sold at all on Trubisky, and it's actually making me very angry that people who are calling Trubisky, you know, the greatest quarterback ever. Uh, so Is we'll a see. Good year? I think, you know, Sunday night he's going to go out there and put up a dud, and I think Minnesota's going to win. Um, and I'm excited to see Trubisky hit the ground multiple times. All right, Kansas City at um, the Los Angeles Rams. This game was moved from Mexico City. Thankfully, the NFL did something right. Uh, we're going to take uh, probably the best game of the season here so far. I, I would actually say the Rams versus Saints was the best game so far. and it was good. This is going to be pretty hard to top that. Uh, but it does have the potential. Uh, I'm taking Kansas City here. The Rams, I think, have been kind of surviving the last couple of weeks. Obviously, they lost uh, two weeks ago. They barely got out of Seattle. Uh, and I think Kansas City is just the better team here. They lost Cooper Cup. So I'm taking the Chiefs here on the road. Um, I'm going to take the Rams. Uh, I just think it's time for the uh, Chiefs to lose. Uh, I think I think it'll be a shootout. I think uh, Mahomes versus Goff, I think it's going to be interesting. And, you know, Hunt is, you know, no sleeper. You know, he's still a great running back. But I like Gurley a lot. Um, and I think that's what's going to be the key to this game. I don't know how Kansas City's defense plans on stopping him because they really haven't stopped anybody this year, even though they're still, you know, one of the best teams in the league. Uh, so I'm going to go Rams here. All right, so that's it for our game picks, and that's it for our show today. Uh, I want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. Uh, we ask that you go into iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review us, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at TNT Sports Talk 12. That's where you'll see every single thing that has ever mattered for this show, uh, whether it's guests upcoming, uh, statements on Carmelo Anthony as we follow that saga, uh, and anything else. Also, go to our Twitter if you want to send us a DM, uh, if you want to be a guest, questions or comments or concerns about the show. Uh, Again, we have no Instagram anymore. Sherman killed that, uh, so you can't find us there. Uh, you can listen to us on 12 Ounce tomorrow. Find us on YouTube. We got the last episode was up there. Uh, we got the software that we use has actually been working, uh, so we got that last episode up there. Hopefully, this one will be up there too. Uh, other than that, though, that's it for today. Uh, any last words? No, go Petco. All right, have a great day. Tune in on Tuesday. Sherman should be back on Tuesday. We're probably only going to do one episode next week because of Thanksgiving, uh, or maybe we'll do a Thanksgiving episode. I'm not so sure yet. Uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, but follow us on Twitter and. You you'll find out before anybody else. So other than that, have a great day and tune in on Tuesday. Thanks guys.